Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the VR2 on SI podcast. I'm your host, Jack Foster, joined by VR2 on SI writer Jake Nichols. Today, we got a special baseball pod for you all, talking about some fall baseballers who are now part of MLB clubs after the first two days of the MLB draft. So we got quite a bit to talk about. But first, Jake, how you been, man? Man, doing well. Just, uh, you know, getting ready for um, SEC football to start here in a few weeks. Um, I know I'm getting ready for uh, to go back out to a couple practices this week here in the Knoxville area to look at some guys that Tennessee has interest in around here. And then, um, you know, getting ready for the for the football season overall. But, yeah, looking back at the draft and, you know, what was a, a stellar 2021 baseball season for Tennessee. So, you know, it's doing well and uh, just trying to, to recover a little more from Omaha and, and get ready for this football season, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm so excited for the football season. You know, last summer I was kind of obviously that, you know, freshman jitter kind of thing. I was kind of sketched out about going to campus. I was, you know, leaving my hometown six hours away. But this time around, I cannot wait, man. Like three weeks can't get here uh, quick enough, man. Like I'm so stoked to be on campus going to the games. Of course, you know, helping out VR2 along the way. But uh, before we talk about the baseball draft, um, I just want to tell you all about Acker Travel Company by Dream Vacations. If you're looking to book travel this summer but don't want to do all the work, contact our friends Beth and Price at Acker Travel Company and just let them do the work for you. Acker Travel Company is currently sending you a $50 Visa gift card to book with them. I mean, what's there to lose? Give them a call now and find that dream vacation. All right, Jake. So first things first, you know, um, bit of a surprise, I'd say. I figured Liam Spence would uh, be the first Tennessee baseball player to go in the MLB draft, definitely in the day two. But Chad Dallas went the fourth round, um, so followed by Spence and Fergie and among others. So just first off, let's talk about Dallas. Um, just what do you think about him going before the rest of the balls? Um, yeah, firstly, you know, um, I, I agree with you. I think it was a, a little bit of a surprise. But, you know, you look at Chad Dallas as a starter. He was 11-2 and two this season at Tennessee. And I think he'll fit in really well in Toronto. Um, you know, obviously, he's a really hard-nosed guy. Um, Kendall Rogers did a, a report on kind of different guys from Tennessee that, that could go in the draft. And I think um, – all of those, if most of those, if not all of the guys that he highlighted um, in that report went today because Tennessee had that program record five guys taken in the uh, 10 rounds or in the first 10 rounds of the draft. But um, yeah, Dallas, you know, he, he has a ton of upside. Like I said, 11 and two um, at Tennessee, he was recruited actually as a likely reliever, but instead he really became this program's ace and was just the guy that they relied on time and time again this season um, to get them going the right way. Like I said, he, you know, is a hard-nosed guy. He was fiery on the mound. Um, you know, he, the, the nickname cheese does not tell you kind of, I, I don't think the, the personality that comes with Chad Dallas because his personality is, I think a lot edgier on the field and a lot sharper than one would think given the nickname and, you know, given um, frankly, the, the glasses that he wears. Cause um, sometimes guys may get overlooked for appearances sometimes, but you know, he was fantastic this season, 11 and two um, 
became the first Tennessee pitcher to win at least 10 games since 2005. So a lot of upside and should be really interesting to see how he does with the Blue Jays going forward. But, but yeah, even though it was a little bit of a surprise to see him being the first off the board, um, still a, a very worthy pick and one that Toronto should be very happy with. Right, yeah. I mean, 121st overall to the Blue Jays, if you're, you know, it's pretty good for Dallas. And um, like you said, he was a terrific ace for the Vols. And uh, moving on, next up, where you got Liam Spence in the fifth and Max Ferguson in the fifth. Spence went first, 154th overall, followed by Ferguson, 160th overall. So just, you know, talk about these two guys. Obviously, big hitters for the Vols this past season, and they're going to be significant losses. But, you know, how do you see them panning out in the big leagues? Yeah, um, firstly, you know, Liam Spence, um, he's the guy that I had picked to go uh, first off the board for Tennessee. But like I said about Dallas, that, that Kendall Rogers talked about Liam Spence a lot as well, called him maybe the smoothest shortstop in this draft and that, you know, he won't leave you, uh, he won't have you leaving the ballpark saying, wow, in uh, to quote what Rogers said, but he is a guy that can make quote all the plays. So Liam Spence has lived up to that. You know, he's been consistent in the field. He had just a fantastic year at shortstop for Tennessee. Um, he was uh, had a 981 fielding percentage through his time in Knoxville after coming from Central Arizona College and really lived up to what he created for himself at, in that leadoff spot as well at the plate at a 338 batting average through his time in Knoxville. And more than anything, you know, you look at his ability to just get on base time and time again. He was perfect in that leadoff spot for Tennessee, really able to get things going offensively and really was the offensive catalyst for this team and a major, major reason why they made that run to Omaha and why they were able to get so many of those comeback wins too, those nail biters that we saw this season. So I think that Spence is going to do really well in Chicago, that he fits in really well. Um, in that fold and then going on to Max Ferguson like you said picked 160th overall with the San Diego Padres in the fifth round he batted 258 through his Tennessee career started 23 games and 34 appearances had a 461 slugging percentage and a 978 fielding percentage at Tennessee obviously you know the most memorable plays that come to mind when you think of Max Ferguson are that walk-off homer against Arkansas and then also several of those diving plays that he made at second base that he does bring that fielding prowess to the next level. And, you know, he does have that ability to range out and really get um, balls that you wouldn't think that most guys would be able to range out and get from that spot at second base. So he should be a, a very good fit there in San Diego as well. And is another really, really um, highly sought after guy that I think is going to do well. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, obviously, guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, be sure and check out Jake's uh, article about Tennessee baseball making program history with these five players uh, being taken in the MLB draft. It's got great stuff. But I just read that Liam Spence with an, was an Australian native. I, I guess uh, <laughs> I've been living under a rock or something because I didn't know that. That's awesome. I was going to say, you, you didn't know that? Yeah, they've, they've talked about it all season that, you know, um, that made jokes about the down under and then uh, – and then just kind of what he's been able to do um, 
at Tennessee. But, uh, you know, even Tony Vitello at one point, I think I, I actually, I may not have referenced this in the article, but at one point after one game, uh, Vitello had uh, Liam Spence and Luke Lipsius sitting next to him. And he was talking about how Luke Lipsius has, has been playing really, had been playing really good baseball um, as of late up to that point. And so he said, you know, uh, talking about Lipsius and then, you know, kind of following the lead of the, the Aussie who's been doing it all season. So, um, yeah, they've, they've referenced that quite a bit. So it, it's okay. Yeah, that's me for you. That'll happen occasionally. But uh, moving on, we got two seventh round uh, picks here. Connor Papaloni going 197th overall um, to the Baltimore Orioles. And then we got Jake Rucker going 219th overall to the Minnesota Twins. So, you know, these are kind of later picks probably, you know, might not make the actual roster, might be in the minor leagues or something like that to start off. But just where do you see these guys panning out in the MLB as well? Um, yeah, I see Connor Pavoloni, uh, maybe, like you said, hovering around the minors a little bit and, and maybe being able to eventually crack that um, that uh, big league roster. But I still think that he'll, if he's able to, that he'll do well with the Orioles organization. Um, he's been a really consistent presence, uh, started 46 of 49 games and was really, really well, uh, really did well um, fielding 987 fielding percentage went a perfect 1000 in uh, just 12 games last year obviously that pandemic shortened season but um, you know you look at Connor Pavoloni's ability to tag guys out um, you know the throwouts were really impressive from him all season behind the plate I think he really improved on that this season but then also some of those appearances at the plate and just how he was able to uh, to kind of stand his ground whenever guys came charging in, I think was really impressive as well. But he was another one of those hard-nosed guys, in which you've got to be to be an SEC catcher, and he certainly lived up to that. And then Jake Rucker, um, I think, went way too low for someone of his caliber and for someone of his consistency. You know, Tony Vitello called him Steady Eddie, this season and Ross Kivette actually um, who <clears throat> obviously left Tennessee for Houston um, actually quote tweeted an, a, a thing about Rucker being picked and, you know, just referenced the steady part and just how consistent Rucker has been this season and throughout his career at Tennessee. He's been that presence um, throughout his time on Rocky top, you know, from, from the line drive catch, to clinch the super regional win over LSU that sent Tennessee to Omaha to, to making big play after big play at the plate. Um, you know, he has been that so much for Tennessee and just making, you know, making connections when they need him to not even big plays, but just getting the bat to the ball and getting on base and making something happen. So um, going to the home of ironically, Drew Gilbert as Rucker will be to the Minnesota twins. They took him with, pick number 29 or excuse me 219 in the seventh round and so I think that he's going to fit in very well up there and like I said a really um really underrated guy I think by a lot of projections according to where I think he should have gone just based on how he did at Tennessee and, and just based on what other players and what the coaches have said about him too so um, I think it is really interesting, though, when you look back on it. And, you know, like I said in the article, that, that all five of these guys 
you know, no matter where they end up, whether they hover around the minors, whether they end up cracking um, the big club immediately, they, regardless of where they go, they will never be forgotten in a historic 2021 run for Tennessee. So I do hope they keep that in mind as well. And just how long this team will be cherished on Rocky top for the memories they were able to, to, to bring to people this season. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It was definitely a special season, but it wasn't just those five that got taken. We also had three right. UT signees get drafted. Uh, the first of which being Brady house at a uh, 11th overall, then followed by Chase Burns and uh, Ryan spikes. So, you know, these guys, I don't know. Um, sorry. Uh, Chase Burns will not uh, sign with the team. He will head to school to play for the balls. It's in the article. So, um, but Brady House and uh, Ryan Spikes, just what's the deal with those guys? What's going to be the layout of that? Yeah. Um, so Brady House, I think, did kind of what a lot of people expected him to in going ahead and punching his ticket to the MLB. According to a report from Maria Torres, he said that he does intend to sign with the Nationals. So long as everything works out, he committed to play at Tennessee after his sophomore season, according to that tweet from Torres, will be a big loss for Tony Vitello. But, you know, hey, that's that's what comes with recruiting this well, that, you know, guys still have the option to go ahead and go to the pros. And as expected, that is what Brady House will do. But the positive from that, Chase Burns, like you said, has decided to go ahead and come to Tennessee and, you know, if, if guys get taken and they're that young right out of high school, if they get taken, then, uh, you know, they've probably already told teams that they're planning on signing. And so the fact that Chase Burns wasn't taken tells you that he was more inclined to go ahead and come to Tennessee. But also he confirmed it after um, Ben McKee from um, Rivals had gotten that uh, Burns will not sign or would not sign with a team and that he would go to Tennessee. Burns quote tweeted that and said that he's excited to put on that orange. So, um, you know, that's a, a huge get for Tony Vitello out of middle Tennessee. Burns, six foot five, has touched 100 miles an hour with his fastball and just a prolific, prolific talent that will make an immediate impact in the balls pitching staff. And, and is someone that the Frank Anderson should be very, very excited about. So um, a lot of upside with him and one that Tennessee fans should really look um, to, to to make an immediate impact next season. Should be very interesting to see how he fits into that rotation, especially with Blade Tidwell likely getting the go as, as a uh, Friday starter next year. And then Ryan Spikes, um, another guy that, like you said, was taken. Um, he was actually gotten or he was taken at pick number 100 overall in the third round by the Tampa Bay Rays. And then he actually tweeted earlier today a picture with hashtag go balls with the I emoji and then himself in that smoky gray Tennessee uniform. So unofficially, obviously nothing's been announced from that, but that does kind of tell you that maybe he's still leaning toward coming to Tennessee despite being drafted. And so um, no word on him yet, but I think that does give a positive sign for him. And then Dayton Dooney, the Arizona transfer who committed to Tennessee, was snagged with the 169th pick overall by Kansas City in the sixth round. So nothing uh, yet for him, I don't think, as far as any information 
on whether uh, he will still continue to come to Tennessee or go to Kansas City and try to go ahead and play for the Royals. But, you know, you've still got to like where Tony Vitello has this program right now, obviously fresh off the run to Omaha. But, you know, as a potential recruit with all these different guys coming in, with the discussion of renovations to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, which I think from what I've seen on Twitter have already um, started taking place a little bit. I may try to get over there later this week to, to confirm some of that. But, you know, a lot of exciting things going on in this program right now. And this draft is just a part of it. So, obviously, after a uh, historic 2021 season, as I said in the article, um, it's only natural that Tennessee would have a historic Major League Baseball draft in this first day. And there's still more to come tomorrow, you know, uh, or excuse me. Yeah, still more to come um, <clears throat> on Tuesday with the next 10 rounds of the draft. So you could see maybe some other guys like Evan Russell taken um, in tomorrow's rounds. And that would add even more. So right now, Tennessee going back or just including the players that have been involved with the program through the past couple of years, not the signees, but the players themselves. Um, I think Tennessee currently has 12 uh, guys picked in the past two years because they had, uh, or no, excuse me, um, 11 or 12. I can't remember the exact number on that. I apologize. But obviously to even have, you know, over 10 in the past two years from where this program was uh, a few years ago is a huge jump. So it, it really credits Tony Vitello for the job he's done and, and for the way his staff has accumulated this talent. Yeah, absolutely. And like your article says, first time in Tennessee program history that UT yep. had five players go in the first 10 rounds. So just remarkable season, remarkable start of this draft. We love to see it. Um, so, Jake, that's all I got for you today, man. I appreciate you hopping on with me. All right. Thanks, Jack. Yes, sir. And everybody, um, be sure and stick around for a football podcast, hopefully coming uh, by the end of this week. And uh, be sure and also follow VR2 on SI on Twitter and Facebook. You can also follow Jake. He's at jnichols underscore 2121 on the socials. Along with me, I'm at Jack Foster TV. We love all of y'all's support, as always, which allows us to do what we love week in and week out, and that is to talk Tennessee sports. Like I said, stay tuned for the rest of the week. We got another football pod. Who knows? Jake and I might hop on tomorrow if there was a exciting day in the MLB draft, so you never know. So for Jake Nichols, I'm Jack Foster, and we'll catch all you wonderful people next time.